Good morning. It's good to see all of you here this morning. It's great to see you all here this morning. Even those that are online, we appreciate you being here with us. Have you ever been in a group of people in a gathering where there's a lot of discussion going on, a lot of different uh, opinions, different views, and there seemed to be someone in that group that kind of stands out above and be kind of up heads higher than, than the rest of the people there. And in doing so, you listen to them. They're uh, an eloquent speaker. They do what is necessary to keep your attention. And as they do all this stuff, you're just amazed at this person. Well, and then to find out months later, two or three months later, that, that well... They couldn't deliver what they said. They couldn't do what they said. They couldn't, uh, they just wasn't going to get it. The letdown we feel from that. And then there's another person, a shy person, a person who doesn't always speak of, a person that kind of sits back in the back, a person that doesn't, uh, doesn't necessarily, necessarily draw any attention to themselves. And through the process of meetings and stuff, everybody has a job to do. Everybody has a work to do, has a project to do. And these seems like everybody's really, really busy. And then this one person that's kind of shy, this person's kind of in the background. Everybody's really busy, and this one person in the background isn't quite as busy. But they're there every time. They're there every day. They do their work. They take notes. And they don't know who give this project to. They're not sure that this person can handle this project. You know, we'll give it to them and let them get going and hope that they can do it. And if they can't, that's okay because some rest of us will catch them back up later. And then to find out that that person several months ago later came through, was able to deliver what they said they could do, and did it with flying colors. And everyone was like, wow. They were amazed. They were like, well, catch this. Wow, 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 wow. That's wow. They were just amazed at the quiet person, at the silent person. There's different people in this world. There are those that do and those that do not do. Today we're going to talk about a living faith, a faith that produces, a faith that has action, that has good deeds, that works, a working faith. In the book of James, James is writing to the uh, uh, Jewish Christians that have left Judah that have left their homeland that have left everything they had because of the persecution of other Jews they were Jewish Christians they were persecuted by their brothers and sisters that were Jews not Christians then they were also persecuted by their government so they left they left and James was writing them a letter and he's telling them they need to keep the faith need to keep the faith James chapter 2 oh 
Can you all hear me now? Well, let's start all over again. Good morning. How y'all doing? I'm glad to see you here this morning. I'm glad to be heard. James was talking to these people. He was talking to them, and he wanted to express how to have a faith, how to have a faith when you've left home, how to have a faith when you're there abroad, how to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus Christ, not to have a dead faith, but have a live faith, have a working faith. We're going to read James chapter 2, verses 14 through 24, but I want to start with verse 14 first. My brothers and sisters, James is talking to the Christians, if a person claims to have faith but does nothing, that faith is worth nothing. The faith that like that cannot save anyone. Suppose a brother and sister in Christ comes to you in need of clothes or something to eat. And you say to them, God, be with you. I hope you stay warm. I hope you get plenty to eat. But you don't give them the things they need. If you don't give them, your words are worthless. It is the same with faith. If it is just faith and nothing more, if it doesn't produce anything, it is dead. Our talking about it means nothing unless we produce. Even faith is of no means unless it demonstrates its life, its works, its deeds, its actions. The man we were talking about first in our lesson this morning, he had all this gold and all this stuff, but he couldn't finish. He couldn't do anything. He wasn't completing his task. You know, we... We say we have faith. We say we have the faith that will move mountains. But if our faith doesn't have any evidence of it, how do people believe that we have this faith? How do people think that we, we are Christians, that we're Christ-like? Question, in your mind, did Jesus, did Jesus have a working faith with God? Did Jesus have a working faith with God? I'm getting a few of these. I'm not getting any of these. And I'm getting a bunch of stares. So, did Jesus have a working faith with God? Did Jesus do what God asked Him to do? Yes, He did. Was He dedicated to the work? Was He proud to do the work? Was He committed to the work? Loyal to the work? Yes, He did. We're supposed to be like Jesus. And in verse 15 it says, If a brother or sister comes to you... Now this is talking about a brother or sister in Christ. They come to you and they say, I need some food. Or, I need some clothes, y'all. I'm cold. It's winter time. It's a cold, cold morning. And I'm having a hard time just shivering and shaking in my boots because... I need some help. Well, brother, I tell you what, you just keep your faith in Jesus Christ. You do what God tells you to do, and I think everything will work out for you. I'll see you later. And James is saying those words mean what? 
They mean nothing. They are useless unless backed by a deed, a good deed, or backed by good works, or an action. I'm not real good at English, but I believe they call that a verb. My wife's smiling. Okay, I got the right word. A verb. Now, you depart in peace. Everything's going to work out. And you do nothing. What does the sufferer, the person that needs this stuff, what does he think of you? What does he think? I've asked for help. I've asked for food, I've asked for clothing, I've asked for help, and and, and you do nothing for me? This is a fellow Christian asking another Christian. James is saying this. He's saying, you Jewish Christians that have blown and left this and left that and don't have anything and flowed for your life and flowed, flew for your life. And one brother asked another brother for help. Is he wrong in saying God will take care of him? No. Is he wrong in saying have more faith? No. But he is wrong by not having an action with his faith. Not having a good work with his faith. Verse 17, it is the same with faith. If it is just faith and nothing more, if it doesn't do anything, it is dead. Verse 18 and 19, but someone might argue, some people have faith and others have good works. James's answer to this, he says, my answer would be that you cannot show me your faith if you don't do anything. But I will show you my faith by the good that I do. You believe there is one God? That's good. But even the demons believe that. And they shake with fear. Going back to verse 18. People were arguing about faith and about works and whether they do this or whether they do that. And James says, James now, he is... Is he writing this just by himself? He's writing this with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. This whole book here, this whole Holy Bible we have, all the different men that wrote in this book were inspired by the Holy Spirit. These words are God's words. They are God's words. They're not made up by man. They're God's words to us. For us to understand. For us to work with. For us to be better. Now, I like the part about the demons. You know, we just got through celebrating whole Halloween, didn't we? The part about the demons. Demons are workers for who? For Satan. Demons are workers for the devil. And James is saying in, in this writing that even the demons, the demons of the devil, the ones that work for the devil, the ones cause us to stumble, the ones that are in our way all the time, they're our enemies, these demons, they believe there's one God. 
They believe there's one God. And then it doesn't say that they're just happy about it. It says what? They're trembling in their boots, y'all. They're afraid of God. They're afraid of our God. These demons. And James goes on to say in verse 20, He says, You foolish one, or you fool, or why be foolish? Faith that does nothing is worth nothing. Do you want me to prove this to you? Faith that does nothing is worth nothing. Let me prove this to you. And he says, Father Abraham was made right with God by what he did. He offered his son Isaac to God, to the altar, to go on the altar. So you see that Abraham's faith and what he did worked together. His faith was made perfect by what he did. This shows that full meaning of the Scriptures. It goes on. Abraham. Abraham was the father of the Israel nation. He was the father of the Jewish people. He was it. God had promised Abraham that there would be a great nation from him. A great nation would come from Abraham. Abraham, God came to Abraham and said, Abraham, leave. Get up your bed. Get all your stuff on your camels, on your donkeys. Pack them, pack them. Guess this go. Let's go. I'm going to show you how to get there. Oh God, you can't! I don't want to leave. I've been here all my life. I, I just, I just don't want to leave. I've lived in Gaston, Alabama, for years and years and years. I'm not want to leave out Gaston, Alabama. I don't want to leave. No, Abraham packed his stuff and he left. He didn't know where he was even going, but he left because God asked him to. We don't always understand why God wants us to do this. We don't always understand why we have to do that or why we do this. But God says for us to do it. An obedient faith. Abraham had an obedient faith. He left. He did this. And then God promised him this would be a great nation. Well, this great nation had to come from a son, and he didn't have a son for a long time. And then he had a son. He had Isaac. And Isaac grew. And grew. And he was there. He loved his dad. He loved the Lord. I hope he did. He died Bible. Anyway, Abraham. God said, Abraham, let's go up on this mountain. I'm paraphrasing. God, let's go up on this mountain, Abraham, and I want you to have a sacrifice unto me. And he says, Oh, God, do I have to do this? He has an obedient faith. He doesn't have faith. He doesn't have any idea what's going to happen. And then he's asked to take his son to be sacrificed on a burnt offering. His son. His child. The only child he had. The one that he left for years. He wanted for years and years and years and didn't almost think he's ever going to get one. But he had this faith. He had the faith. So he took Isaac and he took some wood and he had a servant go with him. 
And they went up toward this mountain. When they got close to it, Abraham told the servants to stay there. He went up and he put Isaac on this wood to be burnt as an aff. And y'all know the story. He grabs his knife and he takes it up and he's fixing to kill his boy. Who steadies his arm? Who stops him? God. Do we get tested or is our test? I hope God never tests me like that. I hope I could stand strong during this test. But does He test us? Does Satan test us? Is our faith a living faith? It is a working faith. Are our good deeds the things that we do for God? Our God? Our Jesus? The one that died on the cross for me, for you. The Jesus that loved me enough to leave the glories of heaven to come down on this earth, to get inside a little bitty baby body, his soul, to be just a man for 30 years. No, he was Jesus. And then have three years. In three years, he completely changed this world. And James is talking about Jesus. He's talking about having the faith. This is Abraham. And he says in verse 23, This shows the full meaning of the Scriptures that say, Abraham believed God, and because of this faith, he was accepted as one who was righteous with God. He was righteous because of his working faith. Abraham was called God's friend. Wow. Are we called God's friend? Are we obeying God? Are we doing what God asks us to do? It is so easy in our society today to do what I want to do. To put myself before God. To to live a life that, 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 that occasionally our light shines. Occasionally, we talk to someone about Jesus. Occasionally, we... Occasional faith. Abraham had true faith. A righteous faith. Verse 24, So you see that God are made right, that people are made right with God by what they do. They cannot be made right by faith alone. We have to be a working people. Working for God. We have to be a people that does good deeds. We have to have action in our life. This action, this verb, this this word means for us to get up and do things for God. God understands He only gave you this many talents. He didn't give all of us 15 talents, right? Right? Yeah. Okay, He didn't give me this. He didn't give me that. You know, I've told you many a time to let me lead singing around here one time. And Alan took over after that. (laughs) No. They let me lead singing one time. They found out, this congregation found out that I couldn't sing. Okay. Well, that's all right. I still sit back here and sing my heart out. 
We all have different talents. Use your talent for God. Don't hide your talent. Use it for God. Have a working faith. Have a living faith. God, God, please help me. Please help me be who you want me to be. Help me to be the person you want me to be. Prayer through studying the The elders ask us at this time to look into our hearts, see. To look into our hearts and see what we've done this last week for God. What did we do for God last week? How come we... God, I just didn't have time this week. I'll do it next week. God, I didn't have the money to do this. God, I didn't do this. Brother Abraham didn't didn't have excuses. I mean, if you want to have an excuse, have an excuse. You're asking me to kill my boy? Look into your heart. Ask God for forgiveness. Pray that God will forgive us. He will. He says He will. He says Christians that He will forgive us if we ask for this. If there's anyone here that would like for all of us to pray for you. This is not an embarrassing thing. This is a brotherly, sisterly prayer that we love you. We'd like to help you. We'd like to be with you after the prayer and after, you know, we all come up and just hug on each other and have a good time. To encourage, to encourage you to be the Christian that God wants us to be. To put God number one. We all have our hobbies. We all have our things that we do. But to put God number one. And then there's a possibility that there are those here that have never joined God's family. That have never been part of God's family. That would like to become part of God's family. You see, when you go down into into the waters of baptism and you come back up, it washes away your sins. You can start, as they used to say, with a clean plate, a clean thing. And after that, you can pray because you're His son, you're His daughter, His heir to the kingdom. I'm a sinner, God. Please forgive me. I know that Satan deceives me. I know that Satan lies to me. I know that Satan does these things in my life. Forgive me of these things. God promises us that He will forgive us if we but ask. Look into your hearts. Pray to God. Let's have a really good week this week. And try to put God first in all that we do. Mark.